Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Our goal is to win, for Christ's sakes. And you keep talking about the CBT. You keep talking about prospects and your long-term goal. Like, you just basically told us we ain't good enough. We suck. You let us down. Angry Lou. Angry Lou. A hole the size of I don't even know what in that bullpen. Keep playing like dog Recall my manager, Lou. Go get me a goddamn first baseman. That's what I want. I don't want an outfielder D8. I need a first baseman. Okay, Lou, I'll ask you something. What? How do you go into the season without a closer? How do you not address... The closer situation. Lou, what's up, Bill? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. Oh, there he is. I wonder what kind of mood Lou is in today. Lou is brought to you by Shaw's Star Market, where you can win free groceries in their Grand Slam Summer Sweepstakes. Hello, Lou. You're on with uh, your good old friend, Foyer and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> did you forget your name when you were about to say it? Hey, again, I'm did. on a lot of drugs right now, Lou. <laughs> he did. He's I all drugged out, Andy. I'm in a good mood, although I just leave, left that uh, that Northern California where Foyer, you know, you, you, you don't consider that California, no, right? No, you know, I don't consider it California. Yeah, what happened to San Francisco? I saw your tweet about you used to love the streets and now... Oh, I used to get much. up and just walk around the streets. We used to walk right downtown and kind of hang out. Now it's like I don't even think about leaving. It's like a mess. I go a couple blocks to, you know, whatever, and it's like I get a sandwich or something, and it's a mess. Lou, when we were down in uh, the Super Bowl, like I don't know, like two years ago, and we remember we went down, we went down to like to grab a drink at like a Seven yeah. Eleven, and then we literally it was like passed, that. Yeah, okay. We they were like smoking crack, yeah. doing drugs. Yeah. It, like it was like it was like something that you would see on like a CSI or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like that. It was just like that all over the place. I just stayed in. I mean, listen, I popped in there on a Monday morning, early flight, came home like middle of the night on Thursday. So it was like three days, get the hell out. But I'm good. I'm back in Beantown, ready to go with the Mets in town. Hey, so so is that the last, is that like the worst thing to happen, you know, with the with the 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 Red Sox, you know, getting, uh, losing that series to the A's? Like, that's yeah. like not going to really help their case, is it? No, it's not. And, you know, there's bad ones, obviously, you know, throughout the year. But the timing of this one, it was like, to me, you know, you'd won what, I don't even know, was it 10 of 12 or something in that range? Yeah. You were trying to convince your front office that the inconsistent play that you had the entire first half is beyond you. It, it's in the past. And you're ready to kind of stabilize this season with guys coming back and we are worthy. And instead, all you did in that second and third game, I think, is sort of let them know that inconsistent play is still there. The inconsistencies on this team is still there. So, yeah, I think it's damaging if you're one of those, like, go get this guy, go get Stroman, go get Giolito, which I don't think they ever would have. 
But go get Montgomery, go get Lorenzen. These types of moves now, I think it's uh, I think it's hard to do. And they but they still got you know six, seven, whatever it is, eight, nine games until uh, the deadline actually happens. So Lou, I've been reading a lot of quotes, listening to quotes coming out of that clubhouse. And it seems like from players to Cora, everybody is talking up. We have confidence. We're a good team. We think we're better, blah, 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 blah. Are they, are they saying that to us? Are they saying that to the front office? I know there was the quote making the rounds from Cora that said essentially it doesn't matter how many prospects you have or where your minor league system ranks. It's about wins in October. Are they, are they trying to convince Hyam Bloom to do something? Yeah, I think every team always does. You know what I mean? Like, like players don't care. Kenley Jansen doesn't care at all about, like, you know, Roman Anthony and Nick York. You know what I mean? Like, he wants better players on his team. He, they don't care about the future. They want to win right now. I think they do believe. Listen, they, there's a lot of good players on this team. That just these players are inconsistent. The big quote that I would go to was, I think it was to Julian McWilliams, was um, Ref Schneider. You know, after that loss against Oakland, he was just like, listen, we're inconsistent. I get it. Like, I get it. I understand why they, they don't think maybe we're worth it or whatever because we're just so inconsistent. Now, they could turn it around and have a big weekend here. But, see, to me, this deadline isn't necessarily about who they bring in because I don't think they're in on those high-priced rentals. You know, the Orioles should be. The Dodgers mm -hmm. should be. Other teams should be because they're locked to get in the postseason. The Red Sox right now shouldn't be giving up a, a Meyer or, or, or Rafaela even, you know, for the Roman Anthony for these guys. The question is, who goes out? That's the most telling position that they're in right now. The more they lose, the better players on this team are going to be traded. Well, okay, a couple of things. One, uh, you just hit on something. So I thought that this team, like they're just they they aren't those cream of the crop teams. Like they're 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 it's like, it's like they're getting there. It's like they're they're a year away from that type of mentality mm -hmm. where you go out and you get like a really hardcore you know, player that actually makes a significant difference right away. Right, right now, it just feels like the smart move, and I think most people probably don't want to hear this, Lou, is just like to kind of stand pat and kind of stay where you're at. Well, I, th I think you need a starter, you know, and, and but I think you're out of, you know, do you play yourself out of certain categories, meaning like a guy like Montgomery and, and some of the names I've mentioned before, Hendricks, whatever. Are you back into a Paul Blackburn situation, right, from Oakland? I just need a fifth starter. I need an arm. We can't keep doing this bullpen thing. And I know guys are coming back, but I'm not going to rely on that. And if they come back healthy, I can beef up a bullpen. Or, you know, like put one of these guys back into rotations. Fantastic. Let's see what we do for the next two months when they come back. So I, I just, I, I don't think they're there. Like, I just, I, I don't think they're there in that big, huge investment, like you said. I mean, you can, you can see it. You can see the young arms. You can see a core moving forward. You know, and I think that's really what this was about, kind of like building that up and seeing if you could play meaningful games and try to stay in this thing. So we're talking to Lou Merloni. And Lou, back to the, the, the last tape you made before I went back to the whole, like, where they're going to spend. Now, you're talking about guys leaving. Yeah. So possible candidates would be. Well, I would think, like, even if you think you're still in it, you could still move a guy like Duvall because, you know, a team like the Braves basically came out and said, we're looking for a right-handed bat, left corner outfielder that can improve our defense. It's like you should have just come out and said, we said want Adam, Adam Duvall. Duvall. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so that guy could be moved. You know, one of these infielders could be moved, right, whether it's Kike. And the, owner, and the reason why I say Kike is because he's got a $10 million player. So if I, I can clear up some space and add some more pieces – the rest of the year because they should stay under the salary cap. They should stay under that CBT this year. Now they should go over next year, but they probably should. You know, so you could you could probably have to get like a backup catcher unless McGuire's you know coming back soon. So, so those guys could go anyways, right? But I mean, some of those guys. The question is James Paxton, like that's the big one. Like Nick Pavetta, how valuable he has been. 
do you start taking phone calls on a guy like Alex Verdugo? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you take phone calls on a guy like Justin Turner? You got two guys in the back end and Jansen and Martin. Now, I'm not advocating for that because I think you got to play baseball next year, and I'd like to have some of those guys on this team next year. But you do start taking some phone calls on those guys. Paxton's really the, the uh, I think, like, you know, I don't know, the white flag or, or whatever you want to call it. For better and worse, we've watched Bill Belichick stick to his guns over the years, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of success early. Maybe lately people are pissed off about it with D-Hop and all that. A, does does Bloom have the cachet, cojones, whatever you want to call it, to stick to his guns, whatever he truly believes in? And B, what is his status? Like, is he locked in as the uh, head of the personnel department for the Red Sox? Is he, you know, trading for his job right now? What What do you think his status is? I think that's the big question. And I know people probably won't be happy to hear this. But I think he's safe um, because when you look around at some of the young players you have on this team and some of the years that some of the minor leaguers are having, you know, and you look at the fact that, you know, you brought in Jansen, you brought in Martin, you brought in Turner and Duvall, you, you paid a big price for Yoshida that everybody laughed at you and it actually worked. You know, Devers is back. Story will be back. You know, <coughs> Bayo, you, you know, some of these guys are developing these five young arms, whether it's Whitlock, Howe, Crawford, like you could look at it and say, I think he might have buyed himself another year or two, you know what I mean, to kind of get this thing rolling a little bit here. Now, the question is, is he the guy that you believe in can go out and supplement? You need, whether it's free agency or trade, somebody to go with Bayo. You need a future right-handed bat to go with Devers for a long time. Turner's done an amazing job, but you know what I mean, that right-handed bat, maybe an outfielder, whatever it may be, maybe it's story, but still, it's like somebody to go with him. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I I think he's going to stick with his plan. I, I, I mean, when you think about where this team is, and I know the record isn't great, but you look at some of the personnel decisions this past year, people aren't happy about it, but a lot of it's worked. So what, what's your what's your um, take on, um, instead of actually making moves, almost like a de facto trade deadline acquisition by getting back three starters that were hurt and now they're healthy? You got guys like Sale, Whitlock, um, Tanner Hawk. Uh, being another one. Yeah, I, I think I heard Kennedy yesterday. I know there's a lot of heat there because people just you know always go to that, right? This is our deadline. But the reality is, is like they they're not going to trade for an arm, you know, that's better than Hauk, Whitlock or Sale. Like they're just not. You know, they could go find another reliever to go with Schreiber coming back, but they just they they can't do that. You know what I mean? They're they're not going to go out and find that guy. They're not going to go out and find uh, an impact position player like Trevor Story. They're just not. So. That's why I say, you know, a minimal uh, starter, fourth or fifth starter type. And then your year depends on those guys coming back this year. This year. Next year should be a different story. This offseason should be a different story. But this year, it really should be. The only chance you have is if all those guys come back healthy and you can kind of make somewhat of a run. Lou, I think some of the success that led into the All-Star break, guys like Duran, Casas, or even pitchers like Paxton Bayo, people are like, ah, is, that, is that all sustainable? Are those guys all mm-hmm. going to be the good? And coming out of it, unfortunately, Paxton has that one inning where he loses control, they lose the game. Bayo has a bad outing. In particular, Bayo. 
Was that just an aberrational bad outing? Were we getting ahead of ourselves in terms of how good he was? Because what, he had like seven quality starts, six innings every game, all this stuff. Are we ahead of ourselves? Was that an aberration? Or is there a reason to say he's a young pitcher? Maybe he's not quite as good as he was. Yeah, no, I think he's a young stud. I think it was a big learning lesson. And I'm not saying he went into that outing like, oh, it's the A's. I'm going to just walk right through him. But to me, it's more of like, and you see this throughout the league, like, like veteran studs, you know, like guys that have been in this league a long, long time. They might give up four runs in the first two innings, but they find themselves in the seventh inning only giving up four runs. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that he they he came out and threw four four seamers right away, and they just smacked it all over the ballpark. Didn't throw it at all. Then all he did was throw his changeup to the yep. point where it wasn't even a changeup anymore. Like it's not a changeup if you just keep throwing it. And a guy sat on one and hit another two run bomb. So the frustrations <laughs> kept building for this kid, and it's a learning experience. You know, hey, you don't have it. Well, find it. Keep us at four runs. Maybe we win that game five four. So, you know, and so I think it's a learning experience. His stuff's too good. It depends. If I mean, if you think he's Pedro Martinez, he's not. If You know, if you think he's Clemens, he's not. He's a really good pitcher in this league, a front-end guy, whether he's a one, maybe a two, whatever it may be. What have you thought about the uh, talk of uh, doing a contract with him, some sort of extension? You like that idea? Too soon? Smart business? New age socks? How do you? What's your thought on that? Smart business. I mean, I, th- I think you do it. Um, you know, because that way you kind of lock him in, whether it's a six, seven year deal, and then towards you know when you got a couple years left of that, you try to lock him in again. I think you just try to get that ball rolling. I think he's the one guy that I am investing in long term. You know, and as much as I love what Casas has been doing lately or what Duran has done all year long, um, I just think Bayo's a young starting pitcher that I want to invest in. So it's, we've seen it, like Spencer Strider's, one of the, you know, the best pitcher in baseball or one of them. And you look at his contract and it's kind of modest, you know, because you're buying out league minimum years, you're buying out first year arbitrations, <laughs> things like that. But you got to try to get like a year or two of free agency out of them. Um, so how unpredictable are the Mets? Like, is this, isn't, even though they are a below 500 team, I mean, they're stacked with talent, haven't been playing great, um, and spent a lot of money, but you would think, oh, okay, the, the 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 Red Sox should beat this team. Although I don't feel as comfortable. I feel comfortable against the good teams, but I don't feel comfortable <laughs> against the bad teams. That shouldn't happen. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't feel comfortable about this weekend. Like I, I know that they've been a disappointing team, just like when you went out and played the Padres. Now, we won the first two games out there, that t- and, and you were like, okay, the Padres are done. you know. And then they beat you the third game, and I'll help. You know, you didn't play well after that. But the Mets, it's it's like they're walking in here, and you know, it's still going to be this kid Senga tonight is filthy, and it's still going to be Max Scherzer, who's not having a great Max Scherzer year. But if you don't think he can just go out for one night and look like Max Scherzer, I think you're crazy. There's still a lot of potential in this lineup. It's been an awful year, but for three games, they can come in here and wax you any minute. We've seen that throughout the year. The Cardinals come to mind. So... Um, I don't think it's comfortable. You know, Crawford's got to go out and throw the ball well. They got to swing it better, and they're facing a couple good pitchers here out of the gate. What are your expectations for Trevor Story, both in terms of timetable here, but then what's realistic to expect when he gets on the field and the bat he brings to the lineup? I always lower my expectations on things like this. Maybe because it's just the way I live. I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> I don't know. But to be honest with you, like the big picture, like the next two months, whenever he comes back, month last month and a half of the season, whenever he does come back, it's really about rehabbing for next year. Yeah, you know, staying healthy, having a healthy off season, and coming in in April ready to go and have a full twenty twenty four and be an impact player. Now, if he comes out right away and plays Gold Glove defense and gives you pop, you know, but I, I look at a guy like look at Adam Duvall. He was fantastic for the first eight games, and then he missed what two and a half months, and now he's come back and he's hit a buck sixty since. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's missed a whole year. So, what do I expect from him? 
I expect them to deepen the lineup. One through seven will be pretty scary. Um, there'll be presence at the plate, and I think. But defensively, I think there could be you know some timing issues. Same with offensively. So I've lowered my expectations. It'll be good to see him come back, and hopefully he surprises me. All right, Lou. So help us out with something. We just stumbled across a real random segment that who in the hell knows if we'll ever get to again because it's too broad and vast. Yep. What's a more recognizable song? Ooh. Okay. Uh, Gonna fly now from Rocky. Yep. Okay, which obviously everybody knows, or the shark theme from the movie Jaws. What's well, so what's my demographic? You or your demographic? Yeah, you. I you. think it's Jaws. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you know my love for Rocky, I but I think it's just Jaws. I put I that on a tee for you. Do you like this topic? Because we just wasted an entire segment yeah. going just in squirrel no, I love directions. The topic. I absolutely love the topic, but I just feel like it's just like, you know, in rock, you get in the right mode, you know, mood with like the right crowd and, you know, it, I get it, but I don't know. I feel like that Jaws theme is just everywhere. Absolutely. You're on the beach with a couple beers and someone starts Would that be it. your number one seed going into any sort of bracket? It might be. I would think so. Okay. I mean, you hear kids do it in a pool. Like, there's yeah. like five year olds in a That's pool. That's true. And you hear, true. They don't All even right. know what they're doing, but they're chasing right. their friend in the pool. Exactly. <laughs> Look, mom, I'm shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lou, you're you're gonna be here on Monday with me, right? I am there, buddy. Jock I can't itch, wait. Jock, Jock itch, itch. Uh, episode three with uh, Andrew Razor Raycroft. Oh, let I'm me looking forward to do. Got to do a little TV in between, so we'll be ready to go. Lou, let me throw something by you. So you know how the uh, the Brian Scalabrini's of the world, the NBC Sports Boston, when they're talking Celtics, people say green teamers, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing shows with Rich Keefe, and it seems like ever since he joined the pregame show here on Weei, he's gotten a little bit more of a positive spin. On the Red Sox. And yeah. I feel like we need a name for those people. You may or may not include yourself in that group. What do you think about sock sniffers? Socks sniffers. I, I like it. it. Okay. I like it. Run like with it. it. You, Keith, you're all sock like sniffers. It. Will Fleming, y'all sock sniffers. I don't think Sean McDonough is, <laughs> oh, but the rest oh, of you are. That's perfect. All right, Lou. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you on Monday. Hey, guys. Have a great weekend. See you then. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.